You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSE Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSE Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Huddle Up Podcast live on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. We are proud to be a part of NGSC Sports Radio. You can go to NGSCSports.com and check out all the information over there. Speaker iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, search NGSC. Our show streams daily at LeebSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can also subscribe to our show, Huddle Up with Jim and Dave, on all your podcast formats on Android or on Apple Podcasts. You can also... Follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Huddle Up Podcast. I am at Big Jim Sports. Dave is at DGerhart024. That is D-G-E-R-H-A-R-T-024. You can also email the show, Podcast at Outlook.com. We uh, we apologize for uh, again for the, the course of the season kind of being uh, away and scattered throughout the, uh, throughout the year, but... Um, you know, it's just been uh, been a crazy time for me and Dave, and uh, that's that's prevented us from being on the air every week. But we wanted to kind of check in with you here through the uh, the midway point of the year, so we're glad that we can uh, do that. Uh, I think I have Dave on the line. Dave, are you with me, bud? Maybe not. Maybe Dave's not with me yet. That's okay. Uh, again, Jim, I'm here. Sorry, you're on. Oh well, I was on mute there. Sorry about that. Oh no problem. How's it going, bud? going well uh had to give you a little heart attack there haven't been able to torment you in a while yeah so. that's uh that's not very nice i don't like that but i mean what would uh what would a show with you and i be without uh you know without a little bit of uh, a little bit of scare so uh like i like i was just saying to everybody that we um we haven't been on the air every week because uh just the craziness of life all good things of course but uh but it's uh, it's something we just wanted to check in and, and do kind of a midseason thing. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on right now. I believe Game Seven of the World Series is five uh, nothing Astros. Uh, at least it was at last uh, at last check for me. Um, the that's affirmative. Okay, that's that's a, that's a confirm. All right, and really the, the the big topic of the week, Dave, and we're gonna jump into it. But want to give the uh, call in number if if you are interested about calling in talking. With us about all things that we're talking about tonight, the number is 401-347-0613. Use pin 29312 when prompted. Again, that's 401-347-0613. Use pin 29312 
uh, when prompted. And and you can uh, also get that number on our Facebook posts and Twitter posts uh, at Huddle Up Podcast or on my page or uh, any of that. So and in your page as well. So plenty of places to find that number, and uh, and you can do so there. So Dave, the uh, the college football playoff rankings uh, came out yesterday and uh you probably want to have a little bit of a humble brag so i'll give you the opportunity to uh to humble brag a little bit nope dave or did, did you lose us i think dave might have lost us again. Uh, I, had you, I had you back on mute sorry hey, about that you can't could you could you stop doing that <laughs> Uh, you, gave me, you gave me control of a button. I got to keep hitting. It. Come on. Yeah, that's yeah. That was a that was a bad idea on my part. Um, so, so uh, actually, Jim, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you actually uh, take the first segment. But you need to read the tweet that I I retweeted there because that's that's my humble brag, and it'll be better if it comes out of your mouth than if it comes out of mine. All right. So yesterday, um, or a couple actually three days ago. Uh, you said, not saying I agree, I think committee goes Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, N-O-R-T-E. Uh, but then, I guess, what, yesterday, or uh, two days ago, you amended that, and uh, and you said that this would be your top four, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. And yesterday, the college football playoff rankings came out, and the top four are Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. So, Dave, you hit the nail squarely on the head. Um, I, I'll give you props, man, because I, I honestly did not see, um, I did not see them putting Notre Dame in the top four. And, and as a Notre Dame fan, I wanted them to be there. I think they deserve to be there, but I, I did not actually see the committee putting them there at uh, in the top four to start off. Yeah, um, I think one and two are obvious, um, yes. period. Uh, there, there's pretty much no argument on that. Um, however, I would like to say I cannot wait until wait and see when this band Alabama team actually plays someone because I have absolutely no clue how good this team is, period. Right. I mean, their best win at the moment is over, uh, I believe it's Texas A&M by eight points. Um, I mean, they have no quality wins. People want to dog on Wisconsin. Uh, I almost say Wisconsin's strength of schedule is better than Alabama's at the moment. So um, I don't know that I personally would have Alabama at two if I had to make the rankings myself. Um, however, you're kind of stuck on them because they're undefeated. Yeah. And, and I, and like, that's, that's the thing too. And I mean, let's, let's look at the rest of the top 10 here. Um, Oklahoma and Ohio state are the, are the first two who are on the outside looking in at five and six. Then you have Penn state at seven TCU at eight, again, undefeated Wisconsin at number nine, undefeated Miami at, uh, at number 10. And, and, and we'll, I'm sure at, at different points as we discuss what maybe the committee got right, what maybe the committee got wrong. Um, that there's maybe some other ones that, should be in different places throughout the rest of the top 25. But, um, you know, the, the overwhelming thing here is, you know, I guess unless you're Alabama, um, you know, they're really going to take into account the strength of schedule here. And they're really going to take into account 
not only the strength of schedule, who you've played, who you've beaten, but how you've beaten them. Because an undefeated Miami team, who I think there is a degree of danger, and and we'll speak on that when we look at maybe some of the upcoming weeks. Um, you know, they have looked skeptical at times against Florida State this past week against North Carolina. So, um, you know, there's there's maybe a little bit of concern there. But yeah, when you're when you're Alabama, you're eight and zero. You know, I guess I guess they're letting the resume outside of this year speak for itself. I mean, I know they've been winning big, but I agree with you, Dave. I, I don't I don't know that. Um, you know, with, besides being a Nick Saban coached Alabama team, they are definitely the uh, number two team in the country. Yeah, Jim. I mean, I I, I don't know that. I don't know anything about Alabama in all honesty. I don't know they're good. I don't know that they're bad. I just don't know, period. Sure. Um, that's all I can say on Alabama. I mean, uh, Georgia's, Georgia's big win, obviously, is against uh, – uh, I don't remember who they beat. I think it was by a point, though. But, it was uh, Notre Dame by a point. That's correct. I'm not even um, upset really, about I'm not even upset about that loss. I mean, it tells you a big difference between last year and this year. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a miraculous change. <laughs> My biggest gripe with the committee um, – and I full-heartedly believe that if – and I, I full-heartedly believe that they have the, the correct top four at the most. Okay. Um, I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for Clemson, but Clemson's sole loss is against Syracuse, um, an away game on a short week right. without a quarterback in the second half. Okay. Um, That's period. Fair. I'm going to leave it at that. Healthy Clemson team, I don't know that they lose that game, but – um, you, you gotta, if you're, you're, you gotta factor everything into the equation. So saying that I agree with the top four is probably a big statement for a lot. Um, I, I think Notre Dame is dangerous with the run. Um, I thought the NC state was going to give them a lot more trouble with their run beat than they did. So, um, I, I kind of upped to Notre Dame a little bit this past weekend. Wait, hold my, on, hold on, hold on. First... Can you say that phrase just one more time for me, please? Don't make me hit the mute button. <laughs> I'm not saying where I upped them from, but I upped them. Okay. I, I, I didn't ask where you upped them from, but I, I, I thought I heard you say that you upped Notre Dame, and uh, I just had to hear it one more time. Well, you're not hearing it a third time. So. <laughs> um, but my, my first question, Jim, and where, where I have the biggest grief with what the committee did is in the five, six, and seven rankings. Okay. Um. And again, I, you know I have a Penn State background, and I'm not saying that Penn State should be number five. Because um, quite frankly, I don't know what I would do. I, I think the correct teams are in five through 12, but I don't know. The order is, a, quite frankly, a toss-up. Okay. Um, but my, looking at five, six, and seven, Oklahoma is number five, who beat Ohio State. Okay? Co- correct. Ohio State is six, who beat Penn State. So I get it from that logic. Okay. Oklahoma's single loss is uh, home versus Iowa State by a touchdown. Ohio got beat, I think it was 32-17 to 17 at home versus Oklahoma. Penn State's single loss is versus Ohio State um, by a point this past weekend on the road. Okay. Um, so what this has told me is that the committee clearly feels that these three teams are even and they're going head-to-head. Um, I just think it's easy that they are interesting that a Oklahoma has probably the worst loss on there. I would, I, I'd, in, I'd probably agree with that. The Iowa state loss who check in at 15 on this, uh, on this first college football playoff ranking. 
And what do you do with what do you do with Iowa State if they run the table? They might have the best they have the best two wins against with any team in college football at the moment because I believe they knocked off TCU as well. They did, and and they could be a, they could be a team that could get real interesting again if they run out the rest of the way. Um, that that will uh, obviously remain to be seen, but yeah, they're one. I mean, that... What do you think about what do you think about five, six, seven there? I mean, you think they got that right? I mean, I don't know how else, in all honesty, you know, I have the Penn state background lately, Sure. but um, in, in, in all, I don't know that I agree with putting Oklahoma five um, just solely based on the worst loss and their strongest victory was the second week of the season, I believe. Yeah. Like, it um... seems like you're almost accounting things from, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just, just, and I mean, not that again, not that I really disagree because I don't know how else I would do it. Um, but it, it just seems odd to me that they're they're almost forgetting about that Oklahoma loss. Yeah, and and I think I mean obviously again we're 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 sitting here on November first, and uh, there's there's a lot of football to be played. There's what four four games in uh, in schedule for most of these teams. There are, um, you know, for, for the Power Five conferences, there are conference title games. So there will be a lot of changing going on with, with these teams and with these top four standings before we actually get to the college football playoff. But sitting here looking at it now, I think it's just a matter um, – do I think that they got five, six, seven right? Probably. But I, I think the only reason is the Penn State loss happened this weekend. You know, the Ohio State loss to Oklahoma happened way back at the beginning of the year. Oklahoma's loss happened a couple weeks back. I think it's only I think the only reason that you see Penn State check in at seven here instead of six or instead of five possibly is the fact that it that it just happened this weekend. I, I don't think it's anything beyond that. I mean if Penn State runs the table, um, if other things happen, uh, you know, maybe they maybe they get into the Big Ten title game. Maybe Ohio State loses uh in you know, in the Big Ten title game and, and um, you know, Penn State, you know, sneaks in there um, in, instead of Ohio State. I, I don't know. You know, those are those are things. I, I just think that the the reason Penn State falls at seven in this first one is just because the loss happened this weekend. And and I mean, I, I will give them some credit because I said that you know they wouldn't get through this big three stretch. You know, clean. Um, you know, they 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 really beat up Michigan. Uh obviously the, the, the loss of Wilton Spate hurt Michigan far beyond what uh what any of us could have seen and they've actually uh you know gone past O'Corn. But um you know for, for Penn State, you know, they they've done pretty much everything that's asked them. I think they've they've looked a little bit suspect at times on the road. Um and, and maybe the committee's taking that into account as well. Um, you know, they they looked great through the first what, two and a half, three quarters, uh on on Saturday, and unfortunately, they, they they couldn't finish this one out, and that's you know that's what ultimately cost them in the end. But I think it's just a matter of of timing, Dave. Is is why you see them where they are. Yeah, I think that's a valid point, Jim. Um, the the other thing, I mean, the thing that you have to look at with this Penn State Ohio State game, um, uh, the thing that you have to look at with this Penn State Ohio State game is you really have to look at the box score. That uh, if you look at the box score. Ohio State should have won this game by 14 point plus. Um, so it's really a miracle that they were even in the game. Penn State was even in the game. Um, however, it, it's one of those they were. So you kind of get to take that into consideration. But if you look at the stats and everything behind the game, 
Penn State was dominated. Right. Yeah, and, so, and I mean, I go ahead. Yeah, it's it's you know it's just one of those situations where sometimes you get those games that, um, you know, just just kind of go can kind of go screwy and and, um, you know, when because I'm sitting there and literally, you know, the the three thirty hour for me could not have started worse on Saturday. I'm sitting there and Notre Dame hasn't even started yet, and Penn State's up seven nothing. And then next thing I know, it's 14 nothing Penn State. And then Notre Dame goes four and out, you know, gets a stop, but then goes three and out, and then gets a, a, a punt blocked for a North Carolina State touchdown. And I'm just going, wow, this day is just going to test every last bit of sanity that I have left in me. Uh, obviously, it turned around in, in, in both ways. Um, now, Dave, I, I know that at times throughout our show last year, and, and well, Jim, it's it's uh, it's like I tell you when uh, you, you ask me for for some relationship advice. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. <laughs> um, something you haven't taken too far and too seriously, your port water. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, but you know, I, you and I have all, often talked about the uh, like the Twitter jinx and how uh, you you have utilized that at times throughout like the hockey playoffs and, and whatnot. Did you happen to notice that probably for the first time ever, I actually successfully Twitter jinxed a team on Saturday? Did you see that? No, oh, I happened to miss that. Sorry. Okay, so Saturday night, it was uh, late in the third quarter. You know, Penn State's up pretty big yet. And I said, I, I put out on Twitter, and I even posted on Facebook because I thought, you know, I'm just going to try and test the sports gods as much as possible. I said uh, something along the lines of, you know, I said Penn State was going to lose at least two of the three, Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. Um, Looks like Michigan State's my last hope. Congratulations, Penn State, uh, for proving me wrong. It, it, you know, it happens. It's happened before. It'll happen again. And uh, I know, uh, I know, I know our pal Jason picked up on it and he said, uh, you know, don't jinx us. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, you know, once the uh, once the game hit zero, I uh, I, I just kind of uh, you know resent it and said, uh, looks like I was wrong again. Uh, so I was actually pretty proud of myself that I enacted something that Dave you had kind of uh, keyed me into and, and and maybe taught me a little bit. Jim, your life will always be better if you you learn Dave tricks and you reenact them yourself. What can I say? Exactly, exactly. You know, my my life is uh, maybe a little bit better uh, because of you being in it. Well, just think about how terrible your life would have been if uh, Penn State beat Ohio State, Notre Dame would have been four, and Penn State would have been three. Oh, that would have been bad. I would have been bad. And and I mean, I, I, because I always tell myself to uh, to to not overreact you know, to these rankings, because again, there, there are four games left for, you know, I, I think everybody's played eight now. Yeah. So there's four games left in the regular season for everybody. So, um, you know, it's, it's a situation of, um, oh, I think I lost Dave. That's never good. You know, it's, it's just one of those situations where, um, it's one of those situations where, and I think, uh, I think we get them back. Dave, do we got you got you back? 
Yeah, I'm back. The line just dropped me there. That's weird. All right. Uh, always a technical uh, issue of some sort here, but um, you know, with four games left, I I, I, I try never to overreact because uh, you know somebody's going to lose. Whether it's you know you know Georgia just screws up, Alabama screws up, Notre Dame gets the yips. It's going to happen. I, I the, the the top four as it stands right now, um, I I really do not think will be the top four uh, when we get to the end of this month. So. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overreacting. I'm, I'm sh- I, like again. I, I'm still shocked that that Notre Dame checked in uh, at number three, which says to me, like, look, all they got to do is win now, and and that's um, you know that's that's exciting for me, but I think scary at the same time. Yeah, Jim. Let's uh, let's get into a little hypotheticals here with okay. some of these scenarios. Um, again, let me give out the call-in number of uh, people. Who uh, you know might be tuning in with us? I uh, want to call in four zero one three four seven zero six one three and use pin two nine three one two. Again, you can check that number on our uh, on all of our social medias uh, as well. So so feel free to uh, the line is open. So feel free to uh, get in that four zero one three four seven zero six one three and use pin two nine three one two. So Jim, the the first scenario is. And I'm really not sure how I feel about this. I know how I want to feel about it. <laughs> you get the SEC title game, undefeated Bama, undefeated Georgia. Georgia wins by 21. What do you do with Alabama? The best win is going to be the Iron Bowl versus Auburn. Um, if it if it's a, if it's a, a a loss by that much, I don't think you can put Alabama in the top four. I I think uh, either way. I think even if even if it's Alabama beating Georgia. By that number, I don't think that you can put Georgia in. I think that game has to stay close because it's at the end of the year. And, and as we we're just talking about with where Penn State falls in this top twenty-five this week, timing is everything. So See, I think it depends what happens with the rest of the field if Georgia loses because Georgia has a quality win, assuming Notre Dame doesn't. Okay, all right. Uh, but I just think at that point of the year. I mean, I mean, I mean, looking at Georgia's schedule. Let me pull up Georgia's schedule here. Um, you know, obviously, your best win right now is at currently number at the time twenty four. Currently, number three, uh, Notre Dame twenty to nineteen. Um, they also beat number seventeen at the time, Mississippi State thirty one to three. Besides the Notre Dame game, they have never been held under thirty one points. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and I think they beat Florida and Tennessee on the road, correct? Uh, Florida was at home. Uh, Florida was a neutral site, I believe. Oh, that's and, right. I do believe that's correct. And Tennessee was on the road, 41 nothing. Florida, 42-7. to uh, Missouri scored the most points against them at 28. Uh, Notre Dame had scored 20. That was, or excuse me, 19. That was the, uh, that was the second closest point. So uh, they're not giving up points. They're scoring a hell of a lot of points. The rest of the way... Uh, they have South Carolina. They are at currently number fourteen Auburn, uh, host Kentucky, and then at Georgia Tech. So um, they would have three games against at playing time, uh, depending what happens with Auburn uh, teams in the top twenty-five. You know, and you look at Alabama, like you said, you know their their toughest game is is going to be uh, at number fourteen, currently number fourteen Auburn uh, on November twenty-fifth. 
Uh, I really, I mean, we're uh, we're gonna find out a little bit more about Alabama over the next couple weeks. This week they host currently number nineteen LSU. Then next week they're at. Did you see the spread in that game, by the way? What is? I I honestly didn't. What is the spread give on me, that? Give me a guess. Give me a guess. Uh, I'm gonna say Alabama by seventeen and a half. You're short. 21. Holy crap. Now, I don't think I don't think LSU is the number 19 team in the country. I'll say that. I think I well, think Here's my thing though. How, how do you even touch that game? I, Alabama's <laughs> coming off a bye and I have no clue what you have there and I have no clue what you have in this LSU team. Cuz one week they look good or at least pretty good, and then another week they look like they don't know what the field is. I mean, there was a point in this season where I really thought that, you know, first year um, head coach Ed Orgeron was going to be shown the door after about four or five weeks. So yeah, I don't know what you have with, uh, with, with LSU. Um, but then the following week, Alabama goes to Mississippi state, uh, then home against powerhouse Mercer on uh, November the 18th before playing, uh, in the iron bowl. So, uh, the only other te- game against a top 25 ranked team um, was against then number three, Florida State. Wow, how the year has changed. Uh, then number three, Florida State, they won 24-7. to uh, Of course, Florida State had the, had the quarterback injury uh, during the fourth quarter there, uh, but Alabama's already up and, and dominating by that point. So that's the only field test that Jim, we – Jim, I wasn't going to mention it, but since you brought him up, who's your national champion this year? Who 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 will be the national who, champion? No, who who did you predict at the beginning of the year would be the national champion? Can you remind everyone, please? Uh, I honestly don't even remember. Did I pick Florida State? You picked Florida State, and I picked USC. So Ooh. at least my USC is looking <laughs> a lot better than your Florida State. Yeah, US. Yeah, USC's a little better than Florida State. Uh, they 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 are currently sitting at number seventeen. Uh, Florida State is uh, nowhere to be found. <laughs> No, absolutely nowhere to be found. They're not even found on others receiving votes in uh, in either of the other polls. So um, they might not be a top hundred team. Yeah, they. Um, you talk about they a team quit. that was reliant on, uh, you know, reliant on one player. Uh, that that that's pretty overwhelming. But you know, that th- that's that's the that's the thing with, with Alabama. Like you said it before, is we really don't know what they are. Um. So the the next couple of weeks could be very interesting from an SEC standpoint. But back back to the you know kind of original hypothetical. I, I think if you have an SEC title game that that has a spread that large, um, I, I still I still think either way you 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 can't put uh, you can't put either of them in. I think if it's Alabama winning, uh, excuse me, Alabama yeah Alabama winning by. Uh, I'd say maybe 14 or less. You could still put Georgia in. Um, obviously, again, it, it, it kind of depends on, on how the rest of the year plays out. But um, if it would be Georgia winning by um, uh, maybe maybe 10, I think maybe you could put Alabama back in. Um, I, 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 I see a scenario where the the Alabama and Georgia both get in. I really do, uh, but I think the I think the game has to be close, at least as as we're sitting here right now. 
Okay, Jim. So here's my counter on that. Okay. Alabama one, Georgia two. Or we're just going to say they flip somehow because we know the SEC love for Alabama, and we're just going to go with it for hypotheticals. Okay. Alabama wins the game by ten, as expected. What do you what do you what do you do with Georgia? So they're they're you almost th- have to drop them to number four. So they're both they're both undefeated, and number one Alabama beats number two Georgia by ten. I think you have to drop whoever loses the SEC title game to number four. Yes, which creates a rematch. Which what is the purpose of a rematch when you just saw it on a neutral site? Um, what's going to change in that month? Do, do you know what I'm getting at here? All right, I, all right, I see where you're going with it, and and I mean that's that's kind of a good point. Is that there there may not be a lot that changes, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily fair, at least to the system that sits here at present time. To say, you know, how how much different can it be? I mean, if it's by ten, that that's that's maybe one play. That's a, you know, you know, oh, poor, a, a poorly run play. a poorly run route on a third and seven. You know, a bad play call on a third and four. That's uh, you know a, a missed field goal. That's a uh, you know we went for it on fourth down and didn't get it instead of punting and and, and pinning them deep. Like it, it, it's a little these little nuances inside the game that I, I think would, would change it just that much. If Again, if we're talking 10 or less, or even if we're talking, you really want to watch that as a college football fan. I'm just throwing that. I'm not arguing or disagreeing, but if it's that good really of a, want to watch that, if it's that good of a game, I, I, I wouldn't mind watching it again because that that's kind of the, one of the things, even, even in the NFL, you you don't you don't ever see, you or maybe rarely I, I don't want to say you never ever see it because I'm sure somebody will find an instance where it happened in back to back weeks, but very rarely do you ever get the opportunity to see a two teams play in back basically in back to back weeks or back to back games that have that much at stake in them that to see if there's those little nuances that really change the game and how maybe the team that loses figures out the way to win or how the team that wins, you know, can they figure out how to do it again? Because how much harder is it to win that second one? You know, similar to like, you know, the team that wins two in the regular season, the NFL has trouble winning the third one. It's it's those kind of things that as a college football game, college football fan, if the game is exciting, if the game is entertaining, I have no, I have no problem seeing it again. And this is a guy that, you know, for for years has absolutely hated the SEC and hated the SEC bias that we see many times. I, I don't think we're seeing that at least right now this year, just because of the way things have played out. But you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem seeing it seeing it again again if that if that uh, SEC title game would be close. And that's why I say it it has to be close. And ten, maybe maybe even too big of a number, Dave. I don't know that. Uh, and, and and that's something that you know uh, you know as we see you know Clemson and Oklahoma and Notre Dame and Ohio State and even Penn State seasons play out. Maybe that number has to be seven or less, six or less, to where it's the, you know these because ultimately and and the point of my rambling is the point of the college football playoff as it stands right now is to present the four best teams in the country. So I, I don't think that. 
you should have to shy away from a a rematch a month later. Again, not a, it's not even the next week. It's it's a it's pretty much a month later if those two teams truly are in the best four. Jim, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you here, but let me throw the monkey wrench in it. All right. And assuming that Notre Dame wins out, okay, they're in. I think there's no debate about that. Okay. So Notre Dame wins out and you have this Alabama-Georgia title game. You're in the room as athletic directors across college football and commissioners and whatever else you have from the conferences. Sure. To me, there's no way you're letting a second-place Georgia team in because then there's two of the major conferences, maybe three of the major conferences, that are shut out depending on what Notre Dame does. Right. As much as we don't want to buy it, politics matter. And the fact that the Big 12 has went to a title game based on all this, I, I think it's going to be extremely hard or virtually impossible, especially if Notre Dame wins out, to get two teams from the same conference in. Okay. All right. I, I, I can see that point. Um, and see, here's the thing. If, if you love chaos <laughs> and, and if you think that the playoff system, and I, I, I've said since it started that the, that four teams was too small. I think four, I, I think it needs to be eight, but let's put, let's look at it at, at four. If you like chaos and you like things that go nuts and you like to see things get hectic, um, you should be cheering for Notre Dame. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'll let, let me let me put a precursor, but I but they they are they're going to be the the catalyst for chaos in all of this because um because exactly like you said, if Notre Dame wins out, then you know then you only have three of Power Five conferences that could even get a team in there if they get a single team and then you have all of these other things um you know that are presenting these kind of hectic scenarios it, i i still say and and if the if the if the game is close enough and it's and maybe it comes down to this now that now that we're sounding this out now that we're talking this out if it comes down to a georgia loss by 10 or less I think just because maybe of the resume and because the fact that, I mean, at that point, if Notre Dame wins out, at least by what we were presented with this week, Notre Dame would likely then be number two. So, you know, Georgia's Georgia's only blemish at that point would be a a 10-point or less loss to the number one team, and they have beaten the number two team. Uh, and I, I have a hard time and I, and I get that there are, they are members on the committee from each power five conference and people from the media and I, they take in all these other things. And I'm sure there's some sort of crazy crystal ball in there that helps them figure this all out. But I still have a hard time thinking that Alabama and Georgia don't both get in. If Alabama loses, maybe because their road was a little bit easier. Um, maybe, maybe they don't get in at all. But but I, I I do see a scenario where two SEC teams get in. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I mean, what do you do? You can play the what if game all day. 
Oh, I was, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's and, that's what that's all we're gonna, that's all people chaos. are gonna do for the next month. <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait because I love it. Oh, it's great. Um, I think Oklahoma is a non-event because I think the Pokes beat them this week. Okay, well, um, so I think I think uh, I think Oklahoma State takes care of them this week. So that's one team eliminated, in my opinion, which is clearly the the, the gospel. Um, <laughs> Something like that. But I mean, you you have I mean, Wisconsin's an interesting team with where they're at. Um, they haven't played anyone yet, and I think they have Michigan on the schedule later later this year. Uh, I'm not 100 percent positive on that. Don't have it in front of me. I'll say let me uh, let me quick pull up Wisconsin's remaining schedule. Um, I mean, Wisconsin is going to need a lot of help. They have uh, they are at Indiana this week. They then uh, host Iowa, host Michigan, and finish at Minnesota. Um, so what do you do? What do you do with a Wisconsin team if they win out and they win the Big Ten championship game by? I don't know, three points over Ohio State. They have to go. Do they? I think so. I I don't know. I think their division is one of the worst in Power 5 football. Um, and, and I get that you – I mean, but it all, I think it also depends on uh, what happens to Clemson. What happens – so in this scenario, Oklahoma loses, so Oklahoma's out of the picture. Um. Ohio State goes to the Big Ten title game and loses to Wisconsin. Um, by three. By three. By three. Uh, does Penn State win out? Sure. Penn uh, State's irrelevant unless they get a lot of help. Okay. Um, what is, My opinion. What does TCU do? Because they're currently sitting above Wisconsin. TCU is in a little bit of trouble, I believe, based on tiebreakers within the Big 12. They need to. Um, get some help in the Big Twelve in order to get the title game. I might be wrong on that, but I think that's the way it is. So let's 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 say that uh, you know the TCU wins out, goes to the Big Twelve title game, and uh, wins by ten. Does TCU get in above Wisconsin? I put Wisconsin in. Okay, because they're because they are undefeated. Correct. Okay. Um, and I mean, I, I, all this said, I think it. I think it depends how they beat Michigan, but it, it's an interesting aspect. I just think that, that I just think you, that you're sitting here and you're looking at six one-loss teams currently sitting above undefeated Wisconsin at eight and zero. I think that is very telling for what the committee currently thinks about Wisconsin. And I, I think it says a little bit, and I don't know how much the committee looks ahead. This is just me uh, spitballing it. But I think it also says what the committee thinks about the rest of the road for Wisconsin. I don't – I don't, It could be, but what do you do with Miami then? What if Miami runs the table? What do you do? Well, if Miami runs the table, that means Notre Dame's out of the picture. Um, okay. Okay, let's, let's make this even more interesting. Miami loses to Notre Dame, but beats Clemson in the championship. I think that I think they're on opposite divisions there. I might be wrong. Uh, let's for I can't remember off the top of my head, so let's just say for humor's sake, they are in opposite divisions and they play in the ACC title game. How big do they win by? It doesn't matter. Your only loss, your only loss, is to Notre Dame. Yeah, but but they've they've had they've had some sketchy moments throughout the season, and and I, I think that the committee does look at 
your entire resume as a whole. So I think that you would have to get to the title game and you would have to win the title game handedly because, you know, you struggled against a Florida State team that was a pathetic team. I get it's a rivalry game, but, you know, that that can only get you so far. You know, Notre Dame-USC is one of the most respected college football rivalries in the game, and uh, Notre Dame stomped them through the turf. Like, if you're that good of a team, you're going to beat a team that's that's not very good. And I think USC is at least a decent team, a lot better than you know Florida State. So Miami, if they're if they're as good as they they should you know say they are, um, they should win that game by more. They struggle against a North Carolina team that, my God, is is bad. And I mean it's 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 injuries. It's it's uh, you know kind of some suspensions and things like that. So there's a lot going on at North Carolina, and Miami struggled against them. So I think they they have to put a a a, a strong and the fact I mean they they come in at number ten. I, I think they I think they have to um you know if it's a if it'd be a close loss to Notre Dame and and a big win in the ACC title game they have a shot at getting in um but if it's you know if it's a, if it's a blowout loss to Notre Dame I, I think they're almost dead right there if it's a, if it's a blowout loss to Notre Dame I don't know that they can recover because and I'm not saying I like Miami I'm just uh, no I mean it's no oh, exactly and it's fun to hypothesize but again if if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma this week like you say. Um, you know, they 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 might leapfrog Miami even if Miami stays undefeated this week. So, I, I mean, you know, and that that's what's going to be the fun part is, um, you know, last year, uh, you know, I didn't really care a whole lot about who fell where in the college football playoff rankings because, uh, my college football season ended before it ever began apparently. But, uh, you know, now that you you can really sit and analyze these things and. I can't wait to see the games played this weekend. I can't see, can't wait to see where where the where the rankings, you know, fall next week, um, because it, it it is a lot of fun. And I mean, we were talking before we came on the air, Dave, and you know, the, the Notre Dame schedule they they lost again to number fifteen at the time, Georgia, who is now number one. Um, they beat you know USC, who is ranked. Uh, they beat a Michigan State team who wasn't ranked at the time, but is currently ranked, I think, number 24. They beat North Carolina State this week, and they're, they're beating them by big margins. Notre Dame's wins are, you know, impressive, uh, you know, numbers-wise. Here's their road the rest of the way. Uh, they host Wake Forest this weekend. Next weekend, they go to number currently number 10 Miami. Then they host Navy on November the 18th, and they travel to uh, currently number 21 Stanford to uh, close out the year on November 25th. I was talking to you on air, and I and I, I said I'm scared of all of these games, especially because of the fact that Notre Dame did check in at number three. Um, they have to win out uh, to, to be able to get in because they don't have, obviously, the luxury of a conference title game to make that last statement. So they have to win out. Their margin of error is zero because they lost to Georgia. The game that scares me the most is... This weekend hosting Wake Forest. And it's not that I think Wake Forest is is better than any of the teams left because they're probably the worst team on the schedule at this point. But maybe it's just the 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 pessimist in me that has just been been beaten into submission for all of these years. But this game terrifies me, Dave. Is there a number on this game that that, that you uh, have up in front of you? I'm putting you on the spot. 
I'll find it real quick for you. You know, I always have that stuff at my fingertips. Exactly. But yeah, for, for some reason, man, this game, it just scares me. It just feels like that potential, uh, you know, all eyes are on you sort of a thing and that, that they could just, uh, somehow get the yips and, and, and find a way to lose. And that, that is freaking terrifying to me because, um, you know, I, I, I really think that after everything that happened, uh, last year, uh, I, I think that they're, they're doing something that, that's pretty re- remarkable, uh, all things, uh, all things considered. So what would you think the, uh, what would you think the number is, Jim? I mean, if you had to, you know, be a college football expert here and, and um, pretend, like, pretend like, you know, college football, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say, and now it's updated because I think what their running back is out or something. I'm gonna say 16. No, not too bad. Not too bad. The line is 14. Okay. Um, I mean, based on what they've done the rest of the year, they uh, they should not only win the game, but they should beat that number. But uh, I don't know. I'm 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 nervous as hell. I'm gonna be happy. Either when the game ends, or uh, you know, when they when they get a big lead, uh, because something just something feels scary about it. I don't. I, I haven't. So the, the question is: the question is, which game on this Notre Dame schedule do Jim and Jay, Dave get to watch together? Oh God. Um, well, I know what the are you saving it for the college football playoff game. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to be hunkered uh, in my house uh, in my panic room with uh, with my iPad. I think for. Uh, p- potential again, potential playoff games. I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to make the college football playoff, but potential. Um, well, I know the I know the Navy game is out, um, so we're looking at either Miami or Stanford. And uh, oh God, <laughs> I mean those. Uh, I know it won't be in public. It'll have to be at one of our houses because uh, I do not want to go in public uh, for any of these games. I'll say that much. Excellent. We'll we'll figure something out. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure we so, will. Um, Jim, who's the who's the? Uh, I think we already hit on Iowa State, but uh, looking outside the the top ten, who's the team that can make the most noise? And I think we hit on Iowa State and Oklahoma State. So aside from them, all right. So let's uh, let's just run down. If, if you haven't seen the uh, the rest of the top twenty five, uh, like we said, Oklahoma State eleven, Washington twelve, Virginia Tech thirteen, Auburn fourteen, Iowa State fifteen, Mississippi State sixteen, USC, uh, UCF, LSU. North Carolina State, Stanford, Arizona, Memphis, Michigan State, and Washington State round up the top 25 this week. Before you answer this, I, I do believe that there is a correct answer, but continue on, sir. Okay, and and the question is who who makes the most noise out of the the teams outside the top 10? Yeah, if you had to pick one team that could get into the college football playoff outside the top 10, aside from the two that we mentioned, who would it be? And there is uh, a correct answer. Without looking at schedules or division rankings or anything like that, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Virginia Tech because I can't remember, is there, did they play Clemson yet? I do not believe that they have. Okay. So I'm if you know, and again, this is not looking at scheduling or anything. I'm thinking there's there's a game against Clemson on that schedule, which obviously they would have to win, um, and then there would be an ACC title game that they would have to win. So I think I think Virginia Tech, currently sitting at uh, at seven and one and number thirteen, 
could uh, could make some noise if they can win out. Ah, damn it, they lost to Clemson already. They lost to Clemson 31-17 back uh, about a well, month ago. You picked the wrong team, so it's kind of irrelevant. The, the correct answer is Auburn. Okay, well, that okay, you're right. Now, again, I didn't look at schedules, but yeah, uh, you're probably right on this one. So go ahead. I believe they have Georgia and they do. Alabama left in their schedule. They do. And the sad thing is I looked at both – earlier I looked at both uh, Georgia and Alabama schedules, so I should have uh, I should have known better. I, I teed you up to have a slam dunk, and you didn't get off the ground. Sure did. I uh, Yeah, I bricked that one. I mean – But how, how interesting would that be? And I don't know what Auburn's conference record is, but how, uh, how interesting would that be if Auburn knocked both of them off? What do you do with Auburn then? Uh, I mean, I think if, if they if they can knock off both Alabama and Georgia, uh, and obviously they win the SEC title game, I, I think you probably have to put them in because you would beat number one and number two. Because what I th- you get a rematch with Georgia in the title game, then wouldn't you? I think yeah, you uh, yeah you would. Unless, I mean, unless Georgia potentially, really potentially. would fall apart. Yeah, they play uh, Georgia and and Auburn is at Auburn next Saturday, the eleventh. And then uh, Auburn, ho- Auburn hosts uh, Alabama on uh, November twenty fifth on Saturday. So Auburn, Auburn. I'm not saying that they're going to win both of those games, but if if you want to talk, if you really want to talk chaos, and you really want to talk something that could get nuts in this one, is the fact that Auburn has both of those games in their stadium. That could be that could be a huge, huge, uh, you know, aspect to, to those two games that that play into Auburn's favor. Um, now Virginia, what do you do if Auburn if Auburn beats Georgia and Alabama? So Alabama has one loss. I feel like one loss Alabama still gets in somehow. Uh, I think it would depend on scores, and I think it would depend on. Uh, what happens, you know, the rest of the way with with teams and other conferences? I, I'd have a hard time seeing. I, oh man, I mean, not obviously we saw it happen last year. Uh, a non-conference champion team get in over over a conference champion or, or you know somebody potentially from another, um, and and again, the, the, that's where, like you said earlier, the the Notre Dame being in there. If they win out, um, you know, makes this thing a whole lot more interesting because that's one less spot for a conference. So, yeah, Jim. So here's a here's here's my question. Here's how here's the Dave view on how I look at the college football ranking. Gotcha. So you got to you got to pretend that the you're, you're ranking these teams as of the end of December based on what they've done so far. Okay. okay. And then you have to imagine that everyone's healthy unless it's a season-ending type injury, um, i.e. Clemson quarterback. you got to right. factor that in with the, with, with the stuff. So a, as a Notre Dame fan sitting in the three-hole, who are the four teams that you don't want to play as Notre Dame? Because those, those are your top five teams, I think. Did you, under, did you get my gist? Uh, you're saying out, out, of the, out of the teams that are there now, who do I not want Notre Dame to play? If you had, if you had to, if you saw the college football playoff come out today, who were the four teams that you would not want Notre Dame to play? So essentially, who are the four toughest teams that you think would, for Notre? 
team because those are essentially the four best teams in college football. Um, the the four. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, I think I got you. Um, and if I, you know, if I'm clearly misunderstanding as I'm talking, you feel free to just stop me. Um, I I would not want Notre Dame to play Georgia again. Uh, I would not want Notre Dame to play Alabama. And I don't think I would want Notre Dame to play. Uh, See, it's hard at this point for the for the rest. Yeah, yeah. I part of me wants to say I I, I think Ohio State and and that that name only sticks out to me just because of um you know you're not going to admit to Penn State. I I I will not I I do not say Penn State in that. Here, here's what I the reason the reason that I am would be afraid of Ohio State. First off, I've seen Notre Dame play Ohio State a few times over the past what ten years, and again, very different teams, different coaches, different scenarios, all of that. But um, I've had a lot of bad memories with Ohio State, even dating back to the mid '90s. So, uh, and then also seeing what uh, you know what Ohio State can do speed wise, how they can stretch the field. Um, and also, um, and, and, and I know that the, the play calling by James Franklin and company got, you know, got very conservative in the, in the, uh, third and fourth quarter, but there's, there's concern there of what Ohio state could do to, uh, you know, kind of shut down the, uh, the Notre Dame run game. And if they do that, I, I think Notre Dame's in, in some trouble. And that's why I don't, that's why I wouldn't want Notre Dame to play, uh, Georgia again. That's where Josh Adams had his worst game. That's, um, you know, because, and I, I also think Notre Dame didn't adjust well to, uh, getting off the ends, but that's, that's another story for another day. Um, and, and that, that's the same reason why I put Alabama there. Um, the reason, and I'm not just, uh, you know, crapping on Penn state because I, I, Penn state is, uh, better than I gave them credit for. And I'll say that. And in the, uh, even in the, in the waning moments of Saturday's game, I was like, just Get to the point where Ohio State takes the last knee that they have to take before I actually get settled and happy about what has happened. Because, um, you know, Penn State is a dangerous team. and But the reason why I, I feel confident that Notre Dame would, would be able to handle them is just because um, I, I think Notre Dame could control Saquon Barkley. And then that team becomes a little... When when they be when they become having to rely just on their passing game, I, they aren't very good, or aren't good enough. I guess I should say not that they're not very good, but they become not good enough. So that's why I think Notre Dame could could handle Penn State. Um, but yeah, the three teams that I would not want Notre Dame to play currently sitting here right now is Georgia again, Alabama, and uh, and Ohio State. Who's the fourth team? Oh, who's the fourth team? Um. Man, probably just because of Baker, I would probably put Oklahoma in there. I think I mean I think Notre Dame could do could do all right offensively against them, but um, but I, I my fear would be you'd, you'd start to get into a shootout, and I think uh, at that point Notre Dame's defense may may tire uh, as good as they've been. You know they haven't been in a situation where they've they've really been uh, you know in, in in a type of game like that. I mean the Georgia game. You know, I think there was points maybe they got tired or, or, or beaten up, but I, I think a, a Georgia game is a lot different than a Oklahoma game. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, one thing I will add is I have high aspirations that I'm going to see a Penn State-Oklahoma bowl game just because I want to watch the 
the pure offense in that. Oh yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I the the worst part about about where we are right now is the fact that it, you know if the if the season ended today, um, you know, I I I have to go through a month of looking forward to or not looking forward to, I guess, uh, a Notre Dame Alabama rematch from 2012, and uh, that's the last thing Big Jim needs in his life. If there's any time that Dave would put on Alabama gear, it would be to irritate Jim. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that for one second, Dave. Um, uh, the the only other thing on uh, college football, I guess, is is I, I think I think we have a couple of potentials here, depending on how things shake out. Um, one, and this is what I truly believe is going to happen. I believe that it's going to be crystal clear this year on what happens. I don't think there's going to be a lot of debates. I think uh, given who everyone has left on the schedule, I think it's going to um, work itself out a lot cleaner than last year. Um, however, with that being said, I also think that if this doesn't happen, that it's clear, um, I think you're getting two lost teams in the college football playoff. Um, don't ask me how. I just have that feeling that something really strange is going to happen this year um, if that uh, clear scenario doesn't pan out. So you're, you're so any any final predictions for you, Jim, on college football before we shift to talk about the NFL for a little bit? So you think that a you think that a two loss team gets into the playoff? I think I I think what happens is that it's pretty clear cut. But I think if it's not clear cut, I think there's good potential that a two loss team gets in somehow. Okay, all right, I all right, got, got what you're saying. Um, so that's my that's my backup call for lack of better terms. Got you. So, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be going into the committee and no one's going to watch the selection show on ESPN because I think everyone's going to know the results going in. I think that's probably the likely scenario. Um, so sitting here right now, and and, and I, I think just because of knowing what my schedule looks like over the next month, I don't know that we have a show before the the playoff matchups are set. Who I think we'll get a I think we'll get a we'll get a show in before they announce it. It just might be a different night in time. Okay, but sitting here, okay, but sitting here right now, who who do you think will be your top four? And then maybe we can, uh, you know, see how that holds up by the time we actually get to those, uh, you know, to to those matchups. Top four in order. Oh man, loaded question there, Jim. Good to crystal. Yeah, crystal ball. Who who are your four that get in? In order, um, I struggle with Alabama, Georgia because I have no clue in Alabama. Right. Alabama could be Alabama could be the best Alabama team they've had in twelve years. They could also be the or, worst. <laughs> exactly, and or, I'm still or, not sold on their damn quarterback, but that got him a national title last year. So, right, but uh, but we also talked throughout last year that we thought that college football as a whole was uh, was down. And I think this year it is uh, it's bounced back. So again, I mean, Alabama has three matchups over the next four weeks against currently ranked teams. So we're going to find out, but we don't know it yet. I'm going to go Alabama one. Okay. Notre Dame two. Okay. Uh, Clemson three. Okay. Because I think their schedule the rest of the way is fairly mundane. 
Um, something tells me Ohio State's going to trip up at some point. But I don't know what the tiebreakers are and all that. And I don't know that it's – I have this – I've had this feeling on Wisconsin, Jim. We've texted about it, but – well, here was, an interesting, here was an interesting scenario, at least in terms of their division, that a guy at my work brought up, is what happens if Ohio State loses, wins out but loses to Michigan? So you'd have Penn State had lost to Ohio State but beat Michigan. Ohio State had beaten Penn State but lost to Michigan, and then Michigan lost to Penn State but beat Ohio State. I, I would have to look yeah, at the, yeah, I'd have to look at what the jerk. yeah I I think you know I I don't know what the uh, what the Big Ten's secondary uh, secondary tiebreaker is but that one could be interesting. Who's your number four? Um, I know some conferences actually put it to tiebreaker is the rankings in the college football bowl playoff. Okay, and I mean that Perfect. I think would make the most sense. If that were to be true, that would be Penn State. Yeah, at that point, it would yeah, because yeah, Ohio State would have lost. Yeah, and Michigan, uh, um, Michigan ain't getting back there. <laughs> I, I really don't see a scenario where you don't have a team from the Big Ten in. Okay. Um, unless Michigan plays havoc, and by that I mean they beats they, Wisconsin and Ohio State. No, they lose to Wisconsin and they beat Ohio State, and then Penn State loses to Wisconsin in the title game. Okay, All right, I think I got you. So I think I think you get a Big Ten team in, but I don't know who it is. Right. Um, I I gotta say Ohio State based on current day, but I've had this feeling on Wisconsin all damn year for no reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go. We'll, we'll make this finally after all my rambling here. <laughs> um, I'm taking I'm taking a page out of Jimmy Jam's book. There we but, go. Uh, Atta boy. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go. A Bammer, the Irish, uh, Clemson. I think I said in Ohio State. I can't even remember now. You said Clemson three and Ohio State four. Yeah, I think is what you said. Uh, my four, as they, as if I'm looking at my crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. <laughs> well, that's the ideal, but uh, no, I think uh, number one Georgia. That's an ornament, not a, not a crystal ball dish. <laughs> uh, Number one, Georgia. Number two, Notre Dame. Number three, mm, I'm probably going to go three, Clemson, and I'm actually going to go four. I'm going to go four, Oklahoma. I think that I, I, I still think there's chaos in the, in the Big Ten. I, I don't think Ohio State goes goes undefeated one way or the other. Um I, you know, part of me still holds out hope that, you know, Penn State just loses to Michigan State this week and they're completely out of the question. But uh, part of me thinks Wisconsin doesn't get through here clean. And I think I really do think for Wisconsin to win or excuse me, Wisconsin to make the college football playoff. I think they have to go 13 and 0 because I don't think their schedule is going to hold up uh, against the committee. So my four Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma. Um. Dave, real quick, no super a- uh, analysis on it. Who do you think gets the Heisman Trophy? No super analysis on it. Um, or you have to go with Barkley at the moment if you're predicting it at this point. Uh, Love's hurt. I don't know how seriously, but uh, Love is hurt. And then uh, I don't think uh, that kid out in Arizona has played really enough 
um, to warrant the Heisman. I think he's damn good, and if he played the whole year, it would help out. But uh, just if, if I'm putting money on it right now, you got to go Barkley. Yeah, I think right now, I think right now, Barkley's probably still the name to beat, and I think it's more based on uh, you know how you know the dynamic plays. I mean, if you look at his rushing numbers. They uh, they don't hold up to uh, Stanford's running back. I don't, they don't even hold up to Josh Adams. But you have the kickoff returns. You have the the plays out of the backfield. Uh, but I think for for him to get it and right, wrong, or indifferent, they're just the way we've seen the Heisman Trophy play out is. Um, I think uh, you know uh, uh, the Penn State has to win out um, and get to uh, and get to eleven and one or twelve and one. Uh, if they would somehow find their way into the Big Ten title game, I think if they lose a game, that that probably hurts his uh, hurts his cause right there. Um, all right, I so, think it's potential. It just depends on how they on how they lose too. Okay, but yeah. that's an argument for another day. I Makes mean, if they, sense. Course, they lose another thirty nine to thirty eight, but he rushes for three and five TDs and a punt return. All it doesn't hurt his chances at all. The defense let him down. You know, you know. What sure. I mean? Okay. All right. I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so uh, there we go. That that's our college football discussion. Let's move to the NFL. Um, probably won't be quite as long winded because I don't know that there's uh, quite as much to uh, you know to to unlock and and whatnot as it comes to uh, the NFL game. But um, sitting here now again, November first, we're you know we're going into week number nine. Uh, some teams still with buys. Um, the team out in front and. Uh, I, I don't know. Part of me feels a little bit responsible with this one um, because if you go back to our uh, episode back before week one, uh, I had Carson Wentz as a sleeper. I just felt like with the weapons, uh, fantasy sleeper, I felt like with all the weapons that the Eagles had brought in and was putting that team together that, that you know, I think they were going to be a lot better than people were uh, assuming. And I feel like maybe I'm partially responsible for this, but the Philadelphia Eagles are 7-1. to um, they are out in front of the league, the the best team in the AFC currently, record wise. The Steelers are six and two. The Chiefs are six and two. The Patriots are six and two. Uh, then you have the six and two Vikings, five and two Saints, five and two Seahawks, and Rams uh, in the uh, in the NFC. So those are the teams that are you know currently looking uh, looking up at the Eagles. Again, if you want to call in four zero one three four seven zero six one three. Use pin two nine three one two. You can do that. Uh, you know, if you have, still have questions and comments about college football, we'll take those. But you know, looking at the uh, looking at the NFL now, um, Dave, are the Eagles without a doubt the best team in the NFL as we sit here tonight? No. Who is the best team in the NFL, Dave? I don't think there is a best team um, in all honesty. I think you have a lot of teams that are the, honestly, I think the team that is the most well put together that is under the radar a little bit is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, the, the offensive weapons that they have and their defense is young and getting better every game. Um, the, the Eagles are good. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're one of the, the top five teams, but I don't think you can call any team in the league right now the best team. Um, I mean, you look at uh, New England's a perfect example. Uh, they they looked phenomenal against Atlanta, and then they almost laid an egg at home to the Rams. Um, not that the Rams are anything to slouch on, but um, just two just week to week, there there's not real consistency. The Eagles have been the most consistent team without a doubt. Um, Record wise, they're the best team in the league, but can they hold that and can they sustain that? Um, 
you worry about that level of play being able to sustain it when you have it this early in the season. Sure. Um, the Eagles are dead in my, in my opinion are the, uh, are the best team in the NFC. Um, are they by and large the best team in the NFL? I don't know. Uh, they, they look very good. To me, they look scary, and you know maybe that's part of me just being a Cowboys fan and looking at the fact that, um, you know the the Eagles and let I me mean, let's let's just get this right out of the way as we sit here tonight. Ezekiel Elliott suspended for six games. Uh, the Players Association is trying to uh, you know get a eleventh hour stay of execution, if you will, um, and 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 get him to play. Uh, my best guess, my guess, best thought about it is that they are not going to get that and that Zeke is going to miss the next six games. Um, it's, it's almost starting to get to a point where, uh, you know, for the Cowboys, the, the, the division's almost soon going to be out of the way. So, um, you know, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Uh, the, the AFC, I think, is just such a huge toss-up. I mean, even at the six and two teams. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, New England. I can't make heads or tails out of those teams. More or less than looking at Tennessee, who's like Jekyll and Hyde. Buffalo's the the, the top team in the wild card at five and two. Um, you know, New England's on a bye this week, so Buffalo could jump up into that spot. Um, I play New England next week, I believe. I might be yeah. So, that. so things get real interesting, uh, real quick when you, when you're talking about that AFC East, especially given the fact that. Uh, the Bills just got a brand new weapon yesterday in uh, in Kelvin Benjamin. So, um, you know, the the, the, the there's there's potential with Buffalo. Jacksonville is uh, you know is sitting there record wise tied for the for the lead in their division. There's tiebreakers that are holding them back. Um, you know, and and but here's the thing with them and and so many other teams in the NFL, and that's been kind of the you know the 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 case of the year. Uh, except when you're talking about teams like Cleveland and, and Indianapolis and uh, you know San, Fr- San Francisco and New York and a couple of teams at the bottom in the NFC. Te- teams are so hot and cold. I mean, Jacksonville has, what, beaten some teams by 30, and then they'll turn around the next week and lose by 25 or something like that. I mean, there's just week to week. I, I can't figure uh, this team out. I have a – there's a, a, a bet with a guy at work. I don't necessarily bet, but – we have a uh, – we just do a pick em, like me and him head-to-head. The one week, I think it was week three or four, I had four picks right. Uh, there was another week that I had five picks right. Last week, I went perfect. <laughs> and I when I made the picks, I didn't feel good about them. So, like, that that just shows you. Like, you see, there's, there's no way week-to-week – no good way, I guess I should – to, to really make predictions on this season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a very interesting season, and it's been a uh, matchup season, if that makes sense. Like, you really have to look at the, the matchups within the game. I mean, the perfect example is Jacksonville and, and Cincinnati this week. Um, I, I really like Jacksonville in this spot. Um, Jacksonville is coming off their bye and are extremely strong on their defensive line. And Seattle, or not Seattle, uh, Cincinnati has defensive line weaknesses. Right. So you got to believe that Jacksonville is going to be able to exploit the Bengals this weekend. But then the way this year's gone, this is where uh, 
ginger power come up and throw for six touchdowns to AJ <laughs> Green over the top on short slant. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, with, with the exception of your your Clevelands and Indianapolis, and what I think those are the two guaranteed turds of a team in in the AFC. Um, the NFC is a, a, a NFC is a little more crappy. Um, San Francisco. Now, if you if you would have ta- talked to me two weeks ago, um, San Francisco was a team that had lost what six games by like a total of nine points or something like that. I mean, they they were they were losing and they had lost every game, but they lost them all close. Now Dallas and Philadelphia have just absolutely uh, demolished them the last two weeks. But the Giants are bad. The Buccaneers are bad. The Bears. Uh, and the Cardinals now without um, without Carson Palmer, um, who I don't know I don't know if he ever plays again, and, and not just not because of the severity of the injury, I just think based on age. Um, but then you know, what do you do with that game this weekend, Jimmy? Have the Cardinals and the and the Forty Nine ers squared off? <laughs> so you have uh, Drew Stanton versus is it Bethard out there in uh, San Francisco? I believe so because I don't think Garoppolo is going to start this week. Um, who, who the hell knows? Garoppolo. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Garoppolo is not starting this week. Uh, I, you know, I think he probably sees the lineup next week, but, um, man, that game, they're, they're, they're the ones that went, what, three, three and in, into overtime last year, I believe. And, uh, and, uh, I think it was Seattle and Arizona, but it was Seattle and Arizona. I thought, I thought San Francisco had a game with Arizona where it was almost a real shitty tie. Um, but this might, this could be a game, Dave, and I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny that, um, you know, could, could, could be one of the worst games we've, we've ever seen. Uh, the only thing that could, that could throw a wrench into it is if, uh, all the Cardinals do is just hand it off to, uh, Adrian Peterson because the 49ers right now can't stop the run at, at all. So, uh, if, if the Cardinals are smart, Drew Stanton will throw maybe two passes in the game. And they got uh, Ellington's back, isn't he? Is he back? Uh, he might. He I might be. I, back. I think he might be. But you know, just feed feed the rock to Peterson and uh, and call it a day. It should be a pretty easy yeah, afternoon for Stanton. Can't argue with that at all. So. For, you know, in, in terms of the NFL, so I, you know, I, 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 like I said, I think we, we at least can agree that uh, there's not necessarily a clear cut number one team. Uh, we're we're eight weeks in, so you know we're we're pretty much halfway through the year, maybe a little over half, depending on uh, you know wh- where your teams have played. What what is the most surprising thing? And this could be good or bad, Dave. What's the most surprising thing for you? Sitting here right now, in the in the NFL season so far. Huh. Interesting. Uh, interesting question. I mean, I could go with the uh, the Atlanta Falcons, of course, um, but that's kind of expected. Um, after you go to uh, you go to the Super Bowl and then you don't win, you kind of shit the bed the next year, for lack of better terms. Especially the way they did. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they, I mean, they just started shitting at halftime. Right. Um, but I mean, that's a shock. Um, I I think it's a shock of, um, I I think my overall shock is how we're kind of seeing the, the changing of the guard, if that makes sense. Um, Seattle is not as good. Green Bay is not as good. 
Um, even with Rogers, Green Bay's not. Yeah, as good. I was going to say. I mean, the, um, the injury to Rogers doesn't help, but they weren't they weren't uh, looking like normal Green Bay with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Denver's not as good. The defense isn't as good. Um, Dallas is a joke. Come on. Uh, Patriots aren't as good. Uh, just kind of, you know, the the Giants are a flop, but just just kind of the changing of a guard. I mean, you have the Buffalo Bills coming up. You have the Raiders that that are going to be okay this second half. You have the NFC or the AFC South making a little noise with the the, the Texans and uh, the Titans and a couple of them. Um, you, you really have like a change. I mean, the Eagles obviously, but you have a you have a uh, a changing of the guard almost in, in teams, if if that makes sense. I mean, you, you've had the teams the last five to ten years that, oh, I'm automatic. I get the football pool. These six teams are automatically circled, and they're going to go ten and six or better. So they're going to work out for you in the long run. But uh, the, the changing of the guard on those teams is is, is definitely happening. So um, I, I guess that would be my big surprise is kind of how much it's changed uh, with some of the teams this year. But uh, how about yourself, there, Jim? Well, no, and, and and to your point, and and not only just the the, the changing of the guard um, there, but you know, you look at you look at a team uh, like Houston, who once they put in Watson, have have looked like a completely different team, and um, you you know, and that, the the question comes up, like you know, will JJ Watt ever, you know, ever step foot on a field again, and and um, you know, the the just the you know just horrendous injury after horrendous injury. Uh, that he's had over the last couple of years, um, yeah. I mean, you're looking. I think you have a great point there. I mean, Tennessee, Buffalo, Jacksonville. Those are three teams that, if the playoffs start, you know, started today, started this week, those are teams that in that are in um, Baltimore, Denver, Oakland out. Uh, and like you said, I think Oakland is going to start writing the ship here. Um, as uh, as Carr gets back and gets a little bit healthy, and then over in, you know on the NFC side, you know Minnesota, New Orleans, the Rams, the Panthers, those would be your playoffs te- playoff teams if it, if it started today. Um, you know Atlanta, Green Bay, Dallas, all out. Um, so there's still half a season to go, but but there is there's a lot of uh, there there's a lot of I think surprising, uh, you know, in good ways and bad ways, teams, you know, where where they we didn't think they would be um, at this point of the year. For me, the most surprising thing, and probably beyond uh, the Eagles sitting at seven and one, because I thought the Eagles were going to be good, but I, I didn't think that they were going to be this good. Um, so, so they are pretty surprising. Um, and in a, in a bad way, I, I just think the the number of injuries and, and, and serious injuries has just been, um, you know, just really been astronomical this year. Uh, you know, you look at Rogers with the with the collarbone, and I know that happens with quarterbacks. Um, you know, Derek Carr, you know, what what seemed to be a just uh, you know kind of terrifying back injury. We've seen. Um, just, just scary, absolutely scary, uh, helmet to helmet hits uh, that, that one of, uh, I think it was Cobb in the, uh, in the Thursday night Green Bay Chicago game when, uh, it was the first time that I've ever seen a helmet flex in, uh, in full speed. 
And uh, like it, it actually made me sick to my stomach when I saw the hit. Uh, and then the just the 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 injury and the the horrifying circumstance surrounding um, Zach Miller in, in with Chicago with the the dislocated knee and uh, actually emergency surgery to um, save his save his leg uh, is just absolutely um, just sounds awful and scary and and everything at the same time. And if you haven't seen video, if you haven't seen a uh, picture of it and you want to, it's out there. Uh, I have seen it. I didn't want to see it and I never want to see it again. Um, but I think that that just stands out to me is just the, the number of, and I know you're going to see injuries, but just the number of serious and season and, and uh, potentially career ending injuries is just uh, is just bad. I definitely agree. I think it's what happens though when you have. Uh, I mean, you have these guys that are pro football players, and they're they're looking at strength right now, and it's it's not just strength, but it's flexibility, and you got to get everything um, mixed in. Uh, they they do spend time on it, but maybe they're going to find that this flexibility is uh, more crucial than strength in some aspects of it. So I, I yeah. obviously in uh, no shape aside from round myself, but <laughs> um, it, it seems like there's got to be something that's, that's got to be looked into and, and further figured out. Uh, Dave, we've had some fun with each other on, on Twitter throughout the year and over the years and about, uh, you know, your team versus my team and, and things like that. Um, but can we just all take a little bit of solace in the fact that we are not Browns fans and just how much of an abomination of a franchise the the Cleveland Browns really are um and and I it, 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 so Jim I gotta say I gotta jump in before you, you ramble on we had a guy at bowling tonight who is a Browns fan oh god <laughs> and his he said and I mean I, I I am good to him which is hard because he's a Browns fan so I don't need to talk football to him but he literally said, we need to clean house and start over. And I looked at Uh-oh. Did we lose you? I completely lost, uh, I completely lost Dave there. Um, again, if you're, uh, if you're following along live, you can leave a comment in the, uh, in the comments there. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get, uh, get Dave back on the line. But you can leave a comment there in in, in the comments and and uh, you know give us your thoughts maybe on the NFL and uh, you know what's been going on. Who do you think uh, who do you think is going to get into uh, the playoffs and who who would be your Super Bowl matchup? That that's something that uh, we're going to touch on here in just a minute. Um, who do you have? Uh, who do you have getting into the? Uh, into the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, if you uh, if you're following along on the live video, Dave, we, we got you back. You went like you had like digital voice there for a minute. Sound like you were going through a speaking spell. Are we? You got Dave? Are you there? Are you on mute again? Hit the mute button, Dave. Oh no, this is horrible. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell's going on. So we're having, uh, looks like we're having some problems with Dave here. <laughs> uh, of course. 
and tried uh, hanging up on him again. Um, see if he will uh, see if he call back in. But uh, you know, I just again, if you uh, if you if you missed. Um, if you missed uh, the the a little bit earlier, the the Cowboys uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, suspended for six games. The suspension has been upheld. Um, looks like we're having uh, problems with Dave getting back on the call. Um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna not. Uh, Yeah, this is weird. We're using a we're using a new phone system. Um, we might try and get him back on one more time. Again, we apologize for that, but we've done pretty well so far um, to here tonight. But uh, you know, just looking looking forward, looking in the crystal ball. Um, do I think the Philadelphia Eagles uh, get into the Super Bowl? Let me answer that one. Uh, I do not. I think that they're going to, they're going to fall. They're going to stumble somewhere. Um, I don't know where at this point, and here's where I'm at because of being a Cowboys fan that I think there's probably, there's a sick part of me that hopes the Eagles go 15 and one because every week you win, it's harder to keep winning. So if the Eagles go 15 and one the regular season how many times have we seen that team that that is you know just clicking and everything's perfect and everything's great you get to the postseason you get the bye you try and come off the bye and you lose because you get out of rhythm that's what I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping out of the Eagles will it happen I don't know but I can hope um I just I, I don't I don't think they're going to get through clean. Is hopeful optimism possibly? I, they are dangerous and they scare me. And I've said it for weeks. I've said it for weeks on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports. But I've said it for weeks that I that I just the Eagles scare me and the Eagles are good and the Eagles are really good and the the Cowboys have to keep pace and it's going to be harder and harder to do with the fact that Zeke is out for six games. Do I think the Cowboys are going to take a huge hit? Do I think they're going to take a huge hit from, uh, you know, with, 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 uh, with Alfred Morris and company? No, I don't. Because I think the offensive line's good. I think they're starting to click. And I think that they will, uh, They will, uh, they will ultimately be okay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe three and three in the stretch. I don't know, but um, I think I think the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys are in trouble. The Cowboys, you know, may miss out on the playoffs uh, entirely. Um, we're not going to be able to get Dave back on the call, uh, so uh, we're going to uh, we're going to close up here briefly. Looking in my crystal ball. If I have to make a Super Bowl prediction, uh, sitting here tonight again, November 1st, 
I like the Vikings a lot. The Vikings are six and two. They're probably going to end up winning that division. They're probably going to end up with a first round bye, and they're getting Teddy Bridgewater back. I think that team is scary good. Uh, in the AFC, I don't think it's going to be the Patriots. I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. Uh, I don't think it's the Steelers. I think they're too they're too hit or miss. Although their their defense is getting better. But I don't think it's the Chiefs either. I'm going to go bold. I think your Super Bowl matchup, when we get to February, is the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. Minnesota Vikings, Buffalo Bills. As I'm sitting here November 1st, that's what I think the, uh, that's what I think the Super Bowl matchup will be when we, uh, when we get there. Uh, so without Dave... I'm going to wrap it up. We appreciate it. I think we had some good discussion tonight. I don't know when we're going to be back on the air. I don't know when we're going to do another show. Maybe around the time of the uh, of the college football uh, playoff, the final rankings and the matchups get set. Maybe around there. But uh, stay tuned. Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can follow Dave at dgerhart 24 That is D-G-E-R. H-A-R-T-024 on uh, on Twitter. So follow along with all of us. You can follow along with NGSC Sports by going at NGSC Sports on Twitter. Also, NGSCSports.com. We also stream daily at LeibSports.com, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You subscribe to us on Android. Make sure you do that again. Facebook.com slash Podcast and on Twitter at HuddleUpPodcast. I am at Big Jim Sports, and I appreciate you listening along and following along. And uh, until next time, folks, uh, I don't know if it'll be next week. I don't know if it'll be two weeks, three weeks. I just don't know. But uh, you'll find out if you uh, follow along and keep track of us on social media. Until we meet again, folks, go for the win.